When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From beautiful, stormy Burbank, California, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. That's right. Episode 28 of this series of shows. On the Knapsack Files podcast feed, you know how it works, but if you're a new listener, several different shows on the Knapsack Files. There's interviews, got some guests coming in, there's Life Ranked, there's This Is Life with me and Owen Mugan, there's Hot Sizzler Nights, which you guys have taken to, and well, quite frankly, anything I want to put on. That's the benefit of having a podcast with your name on it and a podcast feed. So this is the three things, and the three things is, you know, like last time out, it was three things you need to do, you absolutely need to do to have a good workout, uh, and that is uh, how we do the show as well. Life Rank can be that like that as well, but today, here, to be honest, I, I had some other things planned for this week, and, and life, uh, life gets in the way, so we're moving uh, some, a show up. Um, I was going to do a Knapsack Files hotline episode, but I didn't have any calls ready yet. I've uh, got to put my call, my number out to my Patreon supporters, and they'll put some voice messages for me to talk to and react to. Yeah, in other words, I was kind of caught with, with my pants down, and, and that's sometimes, you know, that's not a bad thing all the time, unless you're in public or, you know, uh, at an office. So we, in the spirit of, hey, it's my channel, I'm going to take the three things back to kind of how it was in the very beginning. And it doesn't mean that the other styles of me giving you three things for a specific topic or to help you in a, in a way, uh, you know, in a certain way of life or, or section of life. It doesn't mean that's going away. No, no, no. But this is the three things on my mind. It's old school here on the Napsock Files. It's just three things floating on my mind this week. And we'll talk about it. You guys can react. Let me know. Let me know what you feel. So there's three things on my mind this week. The first one is, I mentioned it's stormy. It's stormy in Burbank. What do I mean by stormy? It's like 63 with some sprinkles. But that's stormy. It was raining pretty good the other day. I'll have you know. So that's why the number three thing on my mind this week, the third thing on my mind this week, if you will, is walking in the rain. Walking in the rain. Now, if you're in a section of the world where walking in the rain can be a danger to your life or a threat to your health and well-being, I hereby officially say the Knapsack Files encourages you to not walk in those type of rainy and stormy situations. Be careful. Be cautious. Use common sense. But, but, that said, I love Walking in the rain. I love being out in the rain. What is it about it? I don't know. You guys know I love walking. I've talked about that. And therefore, I'm sure I've talked in the past a a little bit about my love of rain. I I don't know. Maybe it's because I was raised in California, central and uh, southern California. 
And even when I say Central, my hometown, my home area, Pismo Beach, Arroyo Grande, San Luis, we call ourselves the Central Coast, but we're not Central. We're not technically Central. Uh, you know, you you still we're still about three and a half hours to San Francisco, and then you hit San Francisco, and you still got like twelve days to get to the top of the state. But we're close. Hey, whatever. It's names. We're called the Central Coast. I don't know. But I grew up there, and it can get stormy. It can get cold. The winters are cold. It gets down to, like, 20s in the nighttime. Uh, it's a beach city. Coastal. But uh, we get our fair share of rain. But much like down here, it's not as much as up there. Uh, so when the rain comes, when the rain comes, they run and hide their heads. Sings Lennon, but I don't. I love getting out in it. That's right, getting out in it. When that rain comes, and I have the ability to, and again, it's not a torrential downpour, but even then, I will admit to getting caught in some rainstorms that I probably could have avoided. I don't like umbrellas. I'll tell you this, not a fan of umbrellas. I know, I'm stubborn. I should adjust. I just think umbrellas, they break too easily. Uh, The wind can take them. Uh, when I was a little kid, I was trying to close one of the umbrellas and it, like it pinched my thumb and I was like six and that scarred me for life, like emotionally scarred me for life. It's like scary. It's like a little game. You grab it. Is it good? Is it good? Oh, all right. Closed. I'm still alive. But I also, it's nothing against umbrellas. Oh, another, another thing I don't like about umbrellas. You, you, all right. They're great. They're great. They're great for outside. Um... And I, I then, uh, sorry, my phone's going off and I, you know, that's okay. I'm not going to shut it off. Well, all right, I'm going to shut it off. I'm not going to edit that out either. Cause I record live to tape. That's what I do. You know, the umbrellas work great outside and then you go inside. What do you do with them? What do you do with the umbrellas? Do you leave them there in the foyer? Well, I don't always have a foyer at my ready to, to let my umbrella dry. I don't have a garage. I got to bring this thing in my apartment and it's soaking wet. And it's all drippy and droppy. And what do you do with it? You put it in a bag, put it in a trash can. Like, I'd rather just be wet. I'd rather just be covered in the Lord's tears, in the, in, in the sky's uh, tears there, and the rain falling down on me. I'd rather just be covered in that. And then I think there's some benefits. I think there's some benefits to walking in the rain. What are those benefits, Ken? Well, that's a separate show. No, we're going to go into a little bit here. I think you just like any walk clears your head. I think it is, it's, it's kind of cleansing. It's like a John Cusack movie. He always comes to great revelations while covered in rain, while drenched, covered in mud, high fidelity, great rain scenes in high fidelity. One of my favorite movies of all time. Absolutely. 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 And uh, you're out there in the rain. You feel literally cleansed and emotionally cleansed. You got things on your mind, light sprinkle, put on a hat, put on a hoodie, leave those damn umbrellas behind and just go for a stroll. Feel the rain pouring down on you. And the other thing is, when you're out there in the rain, it feels like you're getting away with something. You're like a rebel. You're like a rebel going against the grain. You're free and easy. You're a hippie in Woodstock. 
You're a, an accountant in ripped up shorts at Burning Man. You're going against the rules, and I really feel it. I did it. I did it the other day. I did it yesterday. Or when is I did a couple? Yeah, I did it yesterday. At the time you're listening to this, I did this yesterday. Out for a little stroll in the rain. Not a heavy jacket on. I don't need it. I'm a rebel. I'm not afraid of the weather. And there's out there people out there with you when you pass them and the water's dripping down their face and they're half miserable and the water's dripping down your face and you're half miserable, but you're half cleansed. You look at each other like, hey, fellow rain person, how are you? Good job, rain person. And uh, it's a little club. It's like when I grow a Fu Manchu mustache, you know? Oh, I see another guy. Oh, you look just as bad as me, but we've committed to this. Ah, good. Good on you. That's what it is. You, you, you pass somebody, you're walking in the rain, you're like, oh, you did this too to yourself. We're no turning back now because I'm too far from my apartment. I have, uh, I have walked in the rain. I've played in the rain. I think it goes back to that. I got in trouble once. Oh, I really got in trouble. It was a, it was a Sunday. It was at church. Uh, church at a big field. And after the service, jumped on out in the field, grabbed a Nerf football, was playing with my friends. And then it was raining so much that my friends started to say, well, hey, uh, you know, parents are coming out of the, the main church there. We might, uh, uh, we might get in trouble. They sounded like, yeah, all kids in my neighborhood sound like Norm MacDonald. Eh, we might get in trouble. So, uh, or sound like Letterman doing his dumb character, Kenny. Yeah, we might get in trouble. Rain's coming down. So all my friends leave. They go seek shelter like responsible kids, nine, ten years old. And here I am. Maybe as well. You know, actually, I was old. I think it was like 11, 12. Old enough to know better. Old enough to know better. So cry, baby, cry. Or dry, baby, dry. Beatles, thank you. Uh, I'm out there, and I started kicking field goals with the Nerf football. There was a tree and a telephone pole in this big yard, and I used that as the uprights. At the time, I thought maybe one day I could be an NFL kicker because what kid dreams to be a kicker in the NFL but me? And what? well, Ken, what would you use for a tee? You didn't have anyone out there to hold the football, right? No, I needed a tee. I, did, I, need, I didn't have a holder, so I didn't have a long snapper either. So I took off my Vans, took off my socks, at least on the kicking foot, because back then, kids, kids, you don't remember, but back then in the, in the eighties, late eighties, and even to the early nineties, they had barefoot kickers in the NFL. There were some guys, Mike Lansford of the Rams, barefoot kicker. They'd form a hard callus and just boot that football. And they'd be out there trying to make tackles on kickoffs and stuff or a blocked kick with literally only one shoe, one cleat. So I was fascinated with that. So I set up my vans. I, I turned around and I'd Gently, carefully place the Nerf football in the van shoe. Take my uh, three yards back, two yards over, boom, kick, boom, go chase down the ball, boom. And, and people are just like, kids are we're watching me. It's pouring rain. And again, the Central Coast, you might not believe me, get some rainstorms, all right? Get some storms. And uh, I just did it over and over, and I felt so cool. I felt so cool because, again, rain, Kenny doesn't care. Kenny's going to kick a Nerf football in the rain. My shoe, my foot uh, is getting covered with, like, sticky, wet grass and dirt. Um, I'm drenched. I'm wearing, like, a T-shirt, like a town and country boogie board shirt uh, with that, like, Thrilla Gorilla character on it and uh, some blue jeans that are now, like, three shades darker. The shirt's translucent. It's so wet. Hair, because I had hair back then dripping in my face. 
and um, <laughs> just kicked. I, mean, I, was, I was hitting good kicks, too, I'll have you know. Like 25 yards out. All right, maybe probably 15 yards out. I was young. It seemed big. And all of a sudden, all the, as my friends warned, uh, the, adults, the adults started pouring out of uh, the church, which was to the other side. It was a parking lot, small parking lot. The church was, it was a smaller church that I went to growing up. And like all the parents coming out, and I hear people like, like looking. They just kind of, you could, I could feel, I could hear them looking at me. And also, like, my mom comes out, very protective mother, but as she, you know, most parents should be. And she just sees me and is like, what, Kenneth? Kenneth, get out of there. Get, get, put, put, you have your shoe off. Put your shoe back on. Put your shoe back on. And, like, the entire congregation has turned, has looked like a record scratch. Look at it. There's little Kenny Knapsack. With his little bowl cut and his town and country shirt and his blue jeans with one shoe off and a chewed up Nerf football looking like, what, me? But this is fun. It's just water. My parents didn't ground me much. I just got in trouble. <laughs> that spirit is carried over. Carried over. And so even yesterday, even yesterday, oh, it's raining. I got a moment. I'm not feeling that great. Let me clear my head. Let me go out in the rain. Uh, my old job, my old job when, uh, I, I had a, it was a combination. I was mostly in the office, but I had duties to walk around outside, make sure my employees were doing their jobs, all that kind of stuff in the security industry. And, uh, I would, uh, you know, mostly on a nice sunny day, it would be 80% in my office, 20% outside. And 15 of that was to go get coffee on rainy days. I grab a rain jacket. Even if I had a suit on, I grab a rain jacket. Grab my radio, and I'd head on out. I'd stomp on out. I'd go on the roof, where the roof would be flooded. I'd, my, I'd put on work boots. I'd go uh, go check. I'd say, I'm checking for clogs. Just make sure there's no leaks coming in the stores, which is surprisingly a huge problem in malls when it rains in Southern California. Um, and I'd just stomp, stomp around the rain. Late 30s, the quote-unquote boss, literally stomping around in puddles like I was seven. It was just a part of me. And it's on my mind this week because I got to do it yesterday. We got some rain in town. Stormy Burbank. And I, just, uh, I just think you guys out there, I think you're listening. I think, I think you're shortchanging walking in the rain. I don't think you're giving it its due. Again, be safe about it. Again, if you're in an area where the rainstorm includes hail the size of softballs or there's flooding, uh, do me a favor. Stay indoors. Be safe. Don't tell anybody. What, what happened is the search and rescue are grabbing you off the side of a hill. Oh, I listened to the knapsack files. Ken said walk in the rain. No, no, no. My lawyers, I don't have lawyers. My lawyers are saying I have to say that. But if you get the chance, if you're local here in Southern California with some of our rain here in the weekends or in an area, you know, again, not a cold New York storm, head on out into the weather. Let it cleanse you. Hold your hands up to the sky like you're John Cusack. We all should do Things more like John Cusack in the movies, I swear. So that's the number three thing on my mind this week. Walking in the rain. Number two, number two, breakfast diner meals. Uh, you guys know love, I love to eat. I mean, who doesn't? But I mean, I love to eat. And you guys know, because I've talked about it before here, I like kind of, I like kind of crappier lower end restaurants. And I could go on and on about that. I, I, uh, I love though, I think a focus should be put on the breakfast diner meal, and particularly around breakfast time. Uh, you know, most of those diners are 24 hours. 
So that's going to be a little different. Um, but I'm talking about a good breakfast at a diner. I find an amazing amount of comfort comes from one of those meals. It's, it's so simple and direct. Eggs, I always get mine scrambled. Some bacon sausage, maybe turkey sausage if you're feeling a little bit like you want to stay, stay on the good side. Some hash browns, I like mine extra crispy. Some sourdough toast, that's the best toast in the land, bar none. All right, take your English muffins and toss them. Give them to the homeless people. No, sourdough. Sourdough toast, light butter, some jam on it there. Though I don't like calling it jam. I prefer jelly. I'm not a jam guy. I'm a jelly guy. I do like the band of the jam. Paul Weller, one of my favorite bands. But um, And then uh, a cup of coffee. And I don't even mind. Now, obviously, we all like good coffee. And there's a diner I go to here in SoCal that's got some great coffee. Uh, and the food maybe be, if food's maybe like C plus B minus, coffee is in the A minus range, and I go there more than the other one near me, that's kind of reverse. Coffee can even run some, run time, uh, can run as low as like C minus, but the food can sometimes hit A. Um, uh, you find your balance. You, you out there, you find what you want to do, but I really believe, and you find the right breakfast diner partner, sometimes it's by yourself, but you find the right breakfast diner partner, you can solve all the world's problems, or you can just sit and be comfortable, sit and relax with your whole day, your whole life out in front of you. You find a good waitress, you strike up a conversation, or you at least strike, strike up a rapport. Three cups of coffee, take your time. Don't rush. You're in a diner. There's something about the clink of the silverware on the plates. There's something about the clientele, and it goes a little bit in things that I don't want to repeat myself into why I like some of these lower-end kind of restaurants. Um, and I'm not even talking like the chains. I, yeah, you guys know I like my chilies and my wood ranch and all that kind of stuff. And this is a 7-Eleven conversation. There's that low-grade that low grade restaurant where the waitress is, you know, 48 and just trying to make it work for her family. This is probably her third job. But she still does a good job. She's skilled. She's attentive. Uh, the cook is probably... Uh, Cook's probably a little grumpy. You know, he's like the Mel, the character from Alice, the sitcom in the 70s that I'm sure uh, 90% of my audience doesn't uh, doesn't remember. Um, the Kiss My Grits show. Do you know the Kiss My Grits show? All right, that's the guy, Mel. Um, I love that feel. And when it all boils down, it all filters down into breakfast. That's the best time to go to a diner. Right? I've had late night, uh, you know, pre-hangover meals. Those are fun. One in the morning, you're dressed in a suit and you're, your lady's dressed in a, in a fancy dress and it looks like uh, one of you paid for someone and everyone in the restaurant's looking at you. Um, that's fine. But I like going to breakfast because you look around, you see the clientele, and it's like the 73-year-old guy who's been there for the 89th consecutive day. Bert does not miss a day. He's there every day. He's got to have his eggs sunny side up, three strips of bacon, and, and sourdough toast because Bert knows what's up. And, at, like, that's – I like that. The waitress, uh, she's been working since 2 a.m. because it's 24 hours, and uh, Doris couldn't come in, so Betty stayed to cover her shift. But she's not – rude about it. She's not upset about it. She's going to give you your uh, due. She's going to build that rapport with you. That's what I like. It is in those moments, I kid you not, that you can find comfort. You can find clarity. Or you can just find a moment to get away from it all. There is something poetic about the 24-hour diner. I swear in my life. I swear it's real. Do I like a big, fancy breakfast at a fancy place? Yeah. 
Right. People were like, oh, you want to go to Sunday brunch with us over at this place? It's uh, rated four and a half stars. Hey, sure. Every once in a while. I'm there. Order like the scrambled eggs. It has like a rose petal in it. The hash browns are like not really potatoes. And there's uh, like zucchini on the plate. All right, I need I need to eat more vegetables. I am working on more vegetables. In fact, in my refrigerator right now is like a, a thing of fresh vegetables that I'm going to learn how to make. I swear I am. I'm going to learn how to make it. Uh, it's there. But, you know, that's not zucchini doesn't belong in breakfast unless it's in the omelet. Unless you're having a zucchini omelet. And I don't know many people that have a zucchini omelet. I've had a pizza omelet. That's right. One of the diners I go to serves a pizza omelet. You're probably thinking, I never thought of pizza and an omelet coming together to meet. Well, they do at this diner, and it's great. It's bad for you, but it's great. But even if you want to get healthy, tomato, a little feta cheese, a little Greek omelet is what they call it on this menu. I don't know if there's, know if there's a lot of Greek things about it other than the concept of feta cheese, but it's good, a little lighter. And I swear in those moments, there is great comfort. The world kind of stops. The restaurant feels as though it's, itself is, is locked in a time warp. Go to your fancy restaurants. Go to your fancy breakfast spots. I'm okay with it. Here's our concept on pancakes. That's great. I don't begrudge you. Put like tree bark in your pancakes or whatever it is. I'm good with it. I'm good with you. I'm good with that. But there's something powerful in a ham and egg or breakfast. Something powerful in just a blue-collar way of going about and getting your grits in the morning. And I f- find power in it. I really do. I'm not just waxing poetic. And you can take your time or you can race through it like I do a lot. I eat too fast. I'm working on it. I swear I'm working on it. So that's the second thing on my mind. First, you're going to walk in the rain. Then you're going to clean yourself up. And then you're going to go get a nice breakfast at a 24-hour diner. Find a good partner. Go by yourself. Sit next to Bert. Just don't talk to him when Judge Judy comes on. And the number one thing on my mind this week is the language of car mechanics. That's right. There's a language, and I don't speak it. I failed at this my entire life. All right, I didn't take automotive in high school. I know I should have. My dad tried. My dad did. He he sat me down, laid me on the ground on a little rolly little rolly thing, and and showed me how to change my oil. I see it. I get the concept. You know, recently in one of my rearview mirrors, I broke it. I broke it myself backing out of my apartment. My first week here, cracked my uh, one of my uh, uh, you know rear window thingies. What are they called? The rear window thingies. You know what I'm talking about. Side of my door. It was probably my first problem. I went into the Pep Boys. I need a we- rear window thingy. You guys got one for a Camry? It's a window thingy. It's a mirror. Rear view mirror? Sure. Not the thing that hangs in the center of the car. This is on the side. It's like the wings of my car. Can I get one of those? And uh, I fixed it myself. I fixed it myself, kids. I went on YouTube, saw a video, watched the video, went out and tried to fix it. Failed, went back, watched the video, realized I was doing something wrong, and then fixed the mirror. Did it myself. My side passenger mirror. My weird window thingy. So I've tried. I've tried to learn cars, the language of cars, and the language of car mechanics, but I failed. 
I've failed. There was one time I had a Plymouth Colt. I think it was like a 1991 Plymouth Colt. Uh, I called it the blue Tic Tac because it was it was that size. I could barely fit into myself, and I'm a, an, a, an average-built person. And back then, I was lighter. I was younger. Uh, I was visiting my hometown, and a friend of mine, he was on the heavier side at the time. Uh, he got in the car, and, and uh, the car is tiny. Not his fault. The car was tiny. And I stopped by the bank, and I got out, and I went to the, the uh, ATM and pulled out some cash and returned as I walked back to the car. It was like... My car is almost scraping the ground, all right? He's getting bigger. I guess I'm getting bigger. This car's getting tinier. So we rode around. I swore I turned and I heard scraping. Something was not good. Uh, he got out. The car looked fine. I'm not, I'm not shaming him. but not his fault. It's the car's fault. Uh, I drove back down to L.A., and I figured something wasn't right. Something didn't sound right. And uh, I go to uh, my mechanic that uh, my uncle uh, not only recommended but took a lot of business to. I was like, all right. So we go over there. I'm by myself. And he's a crusty old guy named Bob. They're all named Bob, literally. The guy I went to today named Bob, but a different Bob. Um, and I get there, and he's got the, you know, the, the dirty uh, rag hanging out of his pants. His fingernails have uh, Got oil from twelve years of the last twelve years of cars that he's worked on, caked under his uh, fingernails. He uh, probably had a beer and a donut for breakfast. And I say all of this not, um, I'm being serious, not to judge him, just say painting the picture who he was. They got those keyboards that are covered haphazardly with like a plastic cover, and they type one finger at a time. Uh, the name is N A P Z. Oh, slow down. N, that's right, N, yep, now A. Um, but I'm not making fun because this guy has a skill I don't have. I need him. I need his services. I need his expertise. I can't do this myself, so I'm not there to disparage him. So I pull up with my little blue Tic Tac, and I'm waiting for my uncle to show up, and I was in my early, early, early 20s at the time, so not as confident as I am now. I'm so confident. Um, and he's like, all right, what's going on? And we had had some problems before. Like, there's, like we, I couldn't communicate before, and I think he thought I was just this dumb, stupid kid whose uncle was, uh, at the time, uh, taking care of the cost of his car repairs. And I'm explaining, well, all right, so the car's fine. Like, it's fine. I guess it's a tiny car. I've had it for a couple of years now. It's, it's all right. It's fine. The car's fine. Anyways, my friend and a guy, friend guy, I mean, he, I'm not making fun of him, but, he, you know, he's a bigger guy. You know, he's a bigger guy. And, and like, he got in, and, like, I went, I, I went to ATM, and I turned around, and, like, the car, like, I swear it was, you know, scraping on the ground, like, the car. So I think, yeah, man, I don't know. I think my friend broke my car. I don't know, but that doesn't seem right, right? He's not, like, that big, and I'm, you know, I'm not small either. So I don't know, man. But ever since then, like, clank, clank, clank. And he's just looking at me like he just is going to take a monkey wrench and whack me upside of the head. And he doesn't ask me to repeat. He uh, doesn't ask me to clarify anything. He just says, I'll take a look. Later on, I got a call. He was like, yeah, I don't know what... (laughs) He was so dismissive. I don't know what you were talking about earlier, but uh, you got this problem. Uh, Suspension's uh, kind of broken and everything. Fix it, done. That was years ago. We're talking 15 years ago. You'd think over time I've done some good things in my life. I've held some important jobs, handled some really tense situations. I've performed in front of large crowds of people. I'm broadcasting to you wonderful people now. You'd think it would change, but no, I, uh, 
I went in today to take my car in. I had some repairs a little while ago that were kind of the emergency variety, and I had to take it to a place uh, I, I hadn't... Um, you know, had no recommendation. No one really knew, and it was one of those kind of chain places. And uh, they took me for a lot of money, quite frankly. And I may have done some bad things to it. So I was trying to explain it to this guy because my same uncle had suggested this mechanic, whose I'm not joking, name is Bob. And um, so we're there, waiting for my uncle to come down to meet me there, just to talk to the guy, give him a heads up, let him know it was me, so I get some special, you know, treatment. And uh, you know, because I'm I'm spoiled and. I mean, he's like, all right, so what's going on? What are we looking at? And same thing. This is 15 years or so later from the other experience, and there's been a lot of it in between. Here's me, 41 years old, a professional broadcaster that generally 90% of the time can communicate somewhat effectively. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. See, uh, took it, like, I was driving to work one day in the car, like, steering went out. I had to take it these, I took it to these guys. I don't know. This is some stuff. They said, like, something was leaking. Well, what was leaking? I don't know. The thing. Uh, there's, like, a thing under there. They said, like, I didn't believe him. Anyways, they fixed my steering. Everything else is fine, but I had to go back to it and, like, uh, turn in and, like, turn it like it cra- I can't turn as well. I don't know what's going on. Um, but anyways, oh, so there's something wrong with your steering? Oh, no, no, that's been fixed. But could you, uh, like, definitely, definitely the brakes. Well, how do you know the brakes are out? Oh, I, they told me. I, don't, I, think, I think the brakes are, like, I don't know. They're definitely, you should probably, I don't know, take a look. Anyways, all right, cool, got it. And here he is looking at me. He just says, I'll take a look. I'll take a look. Calls me later. He was a little nicer, not dismissive. So the number one thing on my mind is mechanic speak. Mechanic speak. How do you do it? How do you how do you mechanic speak? Will I ever learn? Is it just something I have to accept that I'll never be able to do? I'll never be able to fix a car myself. Uh, I wouldn't trust myself at this point. Again, I was shown a few times how to change the oil in my car. I'd probably end up ingesting most of that oil. I swear. I would be the guy like, how did he die? The Camry fell on him. Did he prop it up? He used a phone book. He used uh, a DVD collection of the Beatles documentary. Um, He propped it up and it it collapsed on him. My grandfather, 93, going on 94 years old. Still, I called him the other day. How you doing, Grandpa? I was good. I was out fixing the car. He works on his cars all day. Now, I wouldn't get in a lot of the cars now. He's had the same cars for about 25 years. Uh, one of them, I think, is actually uh, one of the... Uh, it's running on, like, rubber bands he's uh, put put together. Um, but I, my dad, same way. He doesn't work on cars, doesn't tinker, but he's he's an engineer. He can do it. I didn't get that side. I didn't get that side of the family. So here I am. I'm just a boy in front of a mechanic trying to remember what the term rack and pinion means and where it is on my car and how come it's not working. I'll get there. I hope you guys will too. That is the three things for this week on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. If you got any advice for me on how to talk to mechanics, if you got any thoughts on walking in the rain or a good breakfast diner spot, you can reach out to me on Twitter at KenNapsack. Use the hashtag the Knapsack Files. Don't forget, we do have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash the Knapsack Files. And uh, I am on Twitch. Do you want to play video games or at least watch me play video, play video games while we hang out? And maybe one day play games together? That's right. You can find me on twitch.tv slash KenNapsock. That is it for now. I'm going to go see if my car's still working. But first, I'm going to get some nice sourdough toast and eat it in the rain. We'll see you next time. That's the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. <laughs>